0: Welcome to another episode of the Roseland Podcast. I'm Chloe, your host, and in today's episode, I'm chatting to Carisha de Kerguelay about the fascinating history of St. Morse's Braganza house. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you can find and listen to the podcast at roselandpodcast.com, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and on all the other podcast apps. Just search for Roseland Podcast. On at Roseland Podcast, you will also find links to any resources we mention. Now, I know that um, for many of you listening, the episodes where we explore the history of the area are some of your favourites, so I know you're going to enjoy this chat. Hello, Creecia. Hello, Chloe. It's lovely to have you here to take... We've had quite a few podcasts that have been uh, around his, history, but we seem to end up on up a bit of a war footing, so we're going to change that today and we're going to talk about a completely different type of history. We're going to talk about, about your home braganza. So... um. <laughs> So when when have you found that Braganza was created and built? When did it? When did the building start? I think the
1: building was actually, I think it was built between eighteen twenty 1820 and eighteen twenty-five, twenty-six, something like that. Um, sadly, we just cannot find the the records. Lots of people have been trying. I have so many people who say, oh, well, I'll be able to find for you, but no one has. So it's all a bit of guesswork, but it's definitely between 20 and 25.
0: And um, it, it kind, of, kind of befuddles me that it wouldn't be so easy to find out the details, given it's such a prominent building in St. Moore's. Um, how, how did it come to be? Have you found out anything about kind of why, why it might have been built or who might have lived there originally?
1: Yes, it was built, it all goes back to the Portuguese royal family. Really? Yes.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Portuguese royal family. Of course the their name is Braganza.
0: Oh right.
1: So the House of Braganza. And in 1807 they had to they had to transfer the Portuguese court to Brazil because things were not safe in Portugal. And so because of the great friendship between Portugal and England, which goes back to Charles II when he married Catherine of Braganza, so somebody called Sir William Sidney Smith led the British escort of Portuguese Royal of the Portuguese royal family during this transfer from portugal to salvador in brazil Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that was in 1807 then it nobody knows exactly who this captain is (laughs) so we don't know the name this so william sydney smith didn't go all the way to portugal he turned around when he was kind of halfway between Lisbon and Madeira, and somebody else took over, and that person's name was Graham Moore, who was a British sailor and career officer in the Royal Navy, but he doesn't seem to be this captain who bought Braganza or who bought the land. Again, question marks. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's the captain who bought the land, if it's the captain who bought the house. But this its definitely where the house got the name because he was given prize money. He probably captured a few ships. So he was given prize money. And with this money, he acquired Braganza. So that's where it comes from. The house has this big link to Portugal, to the royal family. There's a monkey puzzle tree out there that I think he probably brought back from South America mm-hmm. uh, as a seed, because the house, the tree is definitely about 250 years old, I would say, and so th- that's where the house got the name.
0: Wow, and um, and I believe you know the the mystery of Briganza is a bit. Um, not deeper, a bit more widespread than, uh, than just your house as well, isn't it? There's a couple of other Braganzas around which, which we think might be linked.
1: Yes, let me, yes, there are four Braganzas um, in England, England, Ireland, and they all have a link to, the, the, to Portugal, to the Braganza family. One of them is in Portsmouth. And that, I think, is the least... That one is just um, an uh, apartment block, Uh, but it's very close to the church where Charles II and Catherine of Braganza were married. Then we have Braganza, my Braganza, which, um, okay. Then we have one in Torbay, which is called Braganza House, built by an admiral in 1823. He had connections with the Braganza family, and then we have Briganza Villa in Ireland, which was built by a major Saint-Léger hill, built about 1830. And he had a long military career in Portugal. So, and the three houses are very similar in style. So it's quite interesting. And again, I've got people trying to find the connections, <laughs> but they're still trying.
0: It's quite. They, they, it's like the co- coincidence suggests. Given they all three look the same, they're all built within almost a fifteen-year period, and all by captains or admirals or something in the British Navy with a big link Absolutely. to Portugal. Absolutely, it's um. Yeah. I, it it does. We just... might.
1: <laughs> we might find. We might find one day the answer. I had a guest staying here recently. Who's done the most extraordinary? He's tried terribly hard, but he hasn't managed either. He sent me lots and lots of other information, but we cannot find this captain or the person who actually first had Braganza. After that, there were several families. We had the, Har- the Hardens. We had the Langfords. At one point, uh, I think it was a. I think the Langfords was a doctor. And Braganza was used as the doctors, the surgery and the waiting room downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then us. Well, there we go. But it's, it is a, there is a little mystery surrounding Braganza. And it's a very good house. That's all I can tell you. It's a house that everybody who comes and stays here, they will all say the same. It's a house that nurtures people. It's a house that looks after people. It's got, a, it's got something about it it's a healing place very special
0: which, very special which would which which kind of almost lends it even more credence to the idea that it was this captain who helped the Portuguese fam- royal family to re- you know to save themselves to do something very very nurturing doesn't it but you mentioned an us there and of course you've been in Braganza for a few years so how did how did your family become part of the story?
1: <laughs> my parents came down to, they got married in 1945, came to St. Moore's on their honeymoon. It was the end of the war. They came to stay in Trisantum and everything was up for sale, everything, the castle, the hotels, everything. And my father suddenly decided to become a hotelier. And. <laughs> Bought the Idle Rocks, the Ship and Castle, quite a lot of properties. Braganza. I think he bought Braga- he bought Braganza a year or two later, actually. So he started with the hotels and a few annexes around the village, and then bought Braganza. And so, um, yeah. So that was how we we suddenly became Cornish. Well, <laughs> my father was American, my mother was Polish, but I w- I consider myself. I, I don't know. I consider myself more Cornish than English, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: That puts you in some very good company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, and so, so your parents um, were hoteliers for, for your childhood. They were running the Ship and Castle and the Idle Rocks.
1: Yeah, that ended very sadly because I had a brother who had gone to the hotel school in Lausanne, who was going to take over the family business. And um, he passed all his exams and he was driving back to Cornwall one one evening, uh, hit some black ice and was killed instantly. Oh, gosh. And so he was only 22. And so that was the end of that. My father then just... He, he was just too cut up about it, and mm-hmm. he, he lost all interest. My mother had never really liked the hotel business, and so she went into B&B in Braganza, which I continued, and my father just opted out, and then everything, was, everything went into liquidation in the end. And um, it all everything went. There we go. Apart end of from Earth. Braganza? Apart from Braganza, absolutely.
0: <laughs> the common yes. thread, which, which, um, which, I suppose nowadays you've thrown open the doors to enable that that kind of nurturing feel of of the house to be enjoyed by many others over the years.
1: Yes, I, and I think it's very important, and uh, I love having B and B's in the house, and I love share, and very often I love it when people say. Thank you for allowing us to be in Briganza. Thank you for allowing us to share this. And I have such lovely people who come here, and um, I really enjoyed. As did my mother. And I don't know about this year. I think I might not be able to do it this summer. But next year, things will uh, things will be back to normal. We hope.
0: Yes, um, you, you get the joy of having the house to yourself this for most of this summer. <laughs> but but it must be a bit a bit of a change. Change to uh, to life to not have the guests around.
1: It's very strange having few people in the house. I I agree. In a way, it's been lovely. But there's something missing. There is something missing, definitely, definitely, and um, yeah, yes. I think that's all I can really tell you about the house. Um, yeah.
0: Well, it's been fascinating. And I, for one, next time I'm out on the water looking back at St. Maurs, will be. I'll we'll be thinking far more things when I, I glance at Braganza and your monkey puzzle tree.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you must come and have coffee, Clary, one day. Of course. Of course, that'd be lovely, Not Grisha. Not the water, that come in.
0: <laughs> well, look, thanks so much for coming on and, um, and telling us about the, the mysteries of Braganza. It's been, uh, it's been fascinating.
1: Oh, and I'd better mention, mm-hmm. actually, let's finish, that Lord Byron did come to Braganza as well. So that's another little bit of history. So Byron, but sadly, the poem he wrote about Braganza is not a very lovely one because he was terribly seasick and he was feeling terribly ill. And he wrote the poem Stanza for Braganza when he was probably feeling seasick out in the bay and maybe managed to have a little bit of sleep in Braganza. So we do have Lord Byron walk here where Byron used to walk the the garden.
0: Oh, how wonderful. What a lovely note to end on. Well, thank you, (laughs) Grisha. It's an absolute pleasure.
1: Me too. Great pleasure. Thank you, Chloe.
0: If you would like to hear more about the history of the far end of the peninsula, then make sure you have a listen to these two episodes next. Episode 8, which is all about VE Day 75th anniversary, where we've got Peter Teague and Pete Newman uh, discussing a whole pile of different things. And then episode 12 as well, where we take it to D-Day, Uh, where we're chatting with Chris Williams from St. Just and St. Moor's Heritage Group. And if you've got stories about the history of your village you'd like to share, then please do get in touch, because Lindsay and I are always on the lookout for more interesting people with interesting stories to interview. The first step is to drop us an email to rosenpodcast at gmail.com with your ideas and, of course, any questions that you've got. Everything we do is recorded in advance. Nothing goes out live. Um, and you don't even have to be willing to come on the show and talk to me. If you've got something, I you know, a recipe, a poem, a story, um, you can either record it at home and send us the MP3 file or email it to us and we'll read it out for you. I hope this podcast is helping us all feel a little more connected, a little less alone during these weird times. And if you want to make sure you hear the rest of the show, then do bookmark Rosenpodcast.com or look for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your usual podcast app and subscribe. Be kind and stay safe.